0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Friday, January the 7th. Hello, my friends. Hope you're well. And hey, once again, plenty of news to talk about today. Uncharacteristically so for a new year, but that's a good thing for me. Let's get into it. First things first, we gotta talk about E3, because they just cancelled their in-person event for this year, 2022. This will make it the third year in a row that E3 does not have an in-person event. And indeed, it seems as though there might not even be an event at all. Talking to IGN, E3 said that they could not confirm whether or not there would be a digital event this year, like there was in 2021. Now listen, as has been the case for nearly two years now, it probably is a good idea to not schedule a large in-person event this, this far away, with so many things changing and all the variants popping up, It it's unreliable from a business perspective, that's for sure. And probably just the right thing to do in terms of safety. Right? Like, video games aren't that important. But, you know, I think the bigger picture here is the fact that E3 itself is kind of in a rough spot. The last in-person event that they had in 2019, they ended up leaking the private details of over 2,000 people who attended the show. Influencers, journalists, analysts. And never really said anything about it. And then, of course, they had this whole plan to transition E3 going from a press event to a quote-unquote fan media and influencer festival focused around quote-unquote experience hubs, right? So turning more into something like a convention instead of a professional thing. And then the pandemic hit and they weren't able to do in-person anymore. And it's kind of just been downhill from there. And something that we're seeing a lot now is, hey, do we even need E3? I mean, yes, it has a lot of history, but it soured a whole bunch of relationships. Their views on what E3 should be have changed. And now we have people like Jeff Keighley coming in and saying, hey, let's just do Summer Games Fest instead. Let's do a Jeff Keighley show. And he was actually pretty cheeky. He announced that Summer Games Fest was returning this year, immediately after E3 said that they weren't. So anyway, the future is uncertain for E3. Feel free to make of that as you will. Team17, a video games publisher that you probably recognize from the Worms franchise, has announced two major acquisitions. The first is that they have acquired all of the rights and assets for a video game called Hell Let Loose. This is a first-person shooter set in World War II, which is very, very serious. It's almost like Insurgency, where you really have to learn the game and the maps and the strategies in order to be successful. You can't just run around and, and hope to win. Now, Team 17 originally published this game, and then now they said, hey, it did so successful, we actually want the rights to it. And this is going to allow them to do expansions, DLC, potential sequels, etc. The other thing that they said is, hey, we want to start a portfolio of studios underneath us. We want subsidiaries. There's a lot of companies doing this right now. And so they have officially acquired the company, The Label. Yeah, it's an indie publisher called The Label. Uh, They are specifically focused on mobile games. Especially well known for a game called What the Golf, which is actually quite quite a fun game. Both of these acquisitions cost them about $100 million over the course of three years. So pretty big deals. And uh, hey, good for them. We've been seeing Team 17 as a publisher pop up a lot recently with some great games. Drinkbox Studios have shared some details about their next game called Nobody Saves the World. Now Drinkbox you will recognize from the Guacamelee series of games. And Nobody Saves the World is a different type of game. Instead of being a Metroidvania, it is an action RPG. And if you look at the gameplay footage where you'll see it has very similar art style, definitely is going to have the same level of comedy and goofiness, and it's releasing soon. It's coming out on January 17th. It's like a week and a half. The defining feature of this game is that they basically let you play however you want, and so they've provided 15 what they call forms, which are called Ranger, Slug, Zombie, Horse, Bodybuilder, stuff like this and then you can mix and match those however you want. It's going to be releasing on Xbox and PC, day one on Game Pass. It does have online co-op, and it has crossplay. This is a great studio, and I'd encourage you to check this game out as well as Guacamele. Okay, and last thing super quick before we go, just wanted to let you know that Awesome Games Done Quick, the annual speedrunning marathon event, is going to be starting this weekend on Sunday. It'll run for a full week straight, Whole bunch of different kinds of games to check out. Over 170 speedruns. And as always, they're raising money for charity. They often raise millions and millions of dollars for it, so. Great show for a great cause. I encourage you to check it out, even if you've never seen speedrunning before. It's very beginner-friendly, this show. Okay, I'm out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. We're gonna be back this weekend with some listener Q&A. Back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO after show. Hello and welcome. Hello my friends. Oh man. So I've got something to talk about today. And I'm going to talk about speedrunning. I'm very excited for AGDQ. This is the first time I'm tuning into this show I think with like a real excitement because I've I've always looked forward to it and I've always watched the vods, but this is the first time I've had my eye on speedrunning for like a consistent basis and then a GDQ comes around. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Um but more importantly, I think I'm actually going to be creating some content around speedrunning. Now, here's the thing, and I might have said this before, and if I did, I apologize, but when you look at content creators on YouTube that are dedicated to speedrunning, you pretty much have a few really big names, like Summoning Salt, Carl Jobst, Jobst, Bismuth, Easy Speezy, and then you have some game-dedicated channels, like Virtual covers Trackmania stuff, and he does really, really well. And, you know, some of those channels are quite big, but also to just varying degrees of success. And then there's not really any small speedrun YouTube channels that I have been able to find. And it's this really strange thing where there's a huge audience for speedrunning content, but not a lot of speedrunners, right? Like the communities themselves are quite small. Trackmania, they, they all know each other for the most part. Any of the serious Trackmania runners are all familiar with each other internationally. If not, like, with a personal connection, they at least know the names. And yet, when Virtual makes a video, he gets, like, millions of views. And as I was looking for these content creators, one thing that I noticed was missing was a, like, general wide net of speedrunning updates. Not necessarily news, but just here's what's going on right now, or alternatively, here's what's going on with a pretty small game that does not have the international appeal of something like Super Mario 64 or any of the classics. And so I thought, hmm, I can try this, especially because I'm excited for it. I think usually when I go to make extra different kinds of content, uh, I'm not necessarily excited for it. I was just doing it because I felt like that's what I had to do as an established podcaster. I mean, that was many years ago. I've since realized I need to make stuff because I want to make stuff. There's obviously an opportunity there. I mean, I'm not going into this with any expectations, but. Even from a content opportunity, there's a lot of things that YouTubers are not doing. I don't see a lot of interviews with speedrunners. I don't see a lot of videos that aren't like the history of a specific speedrun or here's a breakdown of the world record of this uh, speedrun. You know, I want to see like what's an interesting rivalry between runners. Who are the people running this even beyond just a single name? There's so much room there. And so for the first time in a long time, I'm coming to you not just with a hypothesis for an idea of what I want to do. I've actually begun and I'm kind of locked in now because I started by requesting for interviews of a speedrun. And I'm not going to tell you yet who it is, because I mean, who knows? It might still not happen. I don't want to put anyone on the spot. And it's not like there's some big name or anything. I went for a smaller game with just a few people that I can interview and they have pretty much all the knowledge. But uh, yeah, I'm going to interview them. I'm going to see if there's any interesting stories to come out of it. And then I'm going to make a YouTube video. We'll do some some proper editing, video editing. And like I said, I like I was so nervous because I had this message prepared asking to interview them. And I was nervous before I sent it. And I was just about to back out. I was like, no, I'm I'm in above over my head. I shouldn't do this. And then I was like, you know what? This is the first time I've been nervous about something in a long time. And that's usually a good sign. So I sent the message. You know, the worst they could say is no. And it turns out they were all interested. So I'm happy I did it. And keep an eye on the YouTube channel. I'll, I'll have content about speedrunning. <laughs> At least one video. That's what I'm hoping for. I'll do the one video and see how it goes. All right. Hey, thanks for being here. Have a tremendous weekend. Let's talk soon.